Good morning, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we are talking about the George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and Don Bluth classic animated series or animated movie, The Land Before Time. And we're going to do that right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Helmets Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable, you can't beat an original. All right, guys and gals, that amazing theme song was brought to us by DL Memphis and the Murdering Crows. And this show is brought to you by our Cereal Box super friends, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, and Dave Mattingly. You too can have your name in lights at patreon.com slash Cereal Box Podcast. And joining me in the virtual rec room, of course, is Willow Schuyler, Aubrey Cabot, and this morning, ladies, on Back of the Cereal Box, and we're called Back of the Cereal Box because as kids, we didn't have iPhones and tablets at the breakfast table. We were reading the Back of the Cereal Box. And this morning, we are talking about Saturday matinee movies, the movies that you either rode your bike down to the theater to see on a Saturday afternoon, or you laid out a, a blanket on the floor in the living room with your beanbag chairs or your pillows stacked around you, a big bowl of cereal, a bag of popcorn, and watch these movies with the family. Um, and this morning, we're going all the way back to 1988 with the classic The Land Before Time. Now, tale of the tape here. The Land Before Time is an American animated feature film created by Judy Frudberg and Tony Geis, distributed mm -hmm. by Universal Pictures and centered on dinosaurs. The series began in 1988 with an eponymous movie, The Land Before Time, directed and produced by legendary Don Bluth and executive produced by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. It was followed by 13, 13 direct-to-video musical sequels, a TV series, video games, soundtracks, and related merchandising. Neither the sequels nor the movie involve the or neither the sequels nor the series involved the participation of Bluth, Lucas, or Spielberg. They were only involved in the launch, the very first movie. All 14 films were released as a complete collection on DVD on June 14th, 2016. And the film follows the friendship of a group of um, four dinosaurs and a petrosaur, uh, Littlefoot, Sarah, uh, and Littlefoot was a uh, brontosaurus, and Api 
Apatosaurus, uh, Brontosaurus, a long neck, Sarah, a Triceratops, Ducky, a uh, Sauralupus, Petrie, a Pterodon, and Spike, a Stegosaurus. After finding the Great Valley, they raise a carnivorous baby, a Tyrannosaurus, who they named Chomper, and they survive a drought and a cold snap and witness a solar eclipse. That's through the whole series. But in all films, embark upon adventures, learning lessons about life, teamwork, and friendships along the way. So in this movie, The Land Before Time, the, the five of them, Sarah, Littlefoot, Petrie, um, uh, uh, what was the Stegosaurus name? Why, why did Spike and and Spike. Ducky, Ducky, they are they are separated from their parents during a cataclysm. Um, you know, it's probably one of the comets comets that hit the Earth, and uh, you know they're separated from their parents and their grandparents and their tribes, their herds, and they are trying to make it to the Great Valley to be reunited with them. And spoiler alert, well, we'll save that. So we have Ducky. Um, This is Sarah. We have Petrie, Littlefoot, and Spike. And Littlefoot is the erstwhile leader of the herd of this five. And uh, here's the uh, movie poster. And all throughout the movie, they are pursued by Sharptooth, the Tyrannosaurus, and um, oh, here's here's Littlefoot with mom right after he hatched. And um, oh, there's Littlefoot grieving. We're gonna talk about this in a minute. There's Sharptooth attack trying to attack Littlefoot and mom defending him, all while the cataclysm is going on around them. And um, here's the uh, the tribe of five on their journey. And uh, oh, this this was a sweet moment where you know Sarah the Triceratops. So there's this there's a scene where you know she's very stubborn, obstinate, um, headstrong, very proud. And there's this whole mantra that the herds don't mix. You know, Triceratops don't talk to long necks. And here are these these disparate. Uh, members of different herds are thrown together and they not only become a new family, you know, not only friends, they become a new family. And this is the scene where Sarah and uh, the rest of the herd go and lay down next to Littlefoot, who is sleeping in the footprint of the T-Rex. And um, they become, it's this moment, they become a real family. And uh, it was a really, really sweet moment. So Aubrey, as always, has a book full of notes. Um, Willow, this this will not surprise anyone. This came out in 1988. I was 18 years old. I was already working professionally as an actor, singer, and performer. And I just didn't have a whole lot of time for the stuff of my youth. So I never saw this until this week. Oh, and before time um and and so i had no idea until this week that george lucas and steven spielberg were the producers of this movie um i knew it was a don bluth movie 
but I had no idea that Lucas and Spielberg were involved. Also, do you know who else was involved? The um, one of the other executive producers was Kathleen Kennedy, who mm. is current CEO of Lucasfilm. Um, Makes sense because uh, her and Steven Spielberg have been friends for freaking ever. <laughs> well, well, she was she was George Lucas's right hand man too. Um, so it was it was produced and distributed by uh, co-produced by Amblin Entertainment and Lucasfilm. Um, directed by uh, Don Sullivan Bluth Studios, Don Bluth, and distributed by Universal. Um, it was the co-executive producers were Frank Marshall um, and Kathleen Kennedy, so big names in Hollywood. Um, and the producers were Don Bluth, Gary Goldman, and John Pomeroy. You've, you've heard those names. And of course, the executive producers, the one who backed the whole thing, was Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Now, um, most of the voice cast was, um, you know, not very well known at the time, with the exception of the narrator, Pat Hing uh, Pat Hingle. Pat Hingle may be better known to some of you as, um, as uh, Commissioner. James Gordon from the Tim Burton Batman movies. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, James Horner did all of the music. He composed all of the music. And uh, it's a brilliant score. Really, really sweeping score. And um, the story, though, it's pretty much a straightforward story. The kids are separate. It's Okay. I, basically, this is an animated version of Homeward Bound. Yes. If anyone has seen Homeward Bound, the, the the kids are separated from their parents in the cataclysm and they have to find their way to the Great Valley. Um, but Littlefoot, spoiler alert, he's not just separated. His mom, Mama, dies fighting the T-Rex and he is left alone. His grandparents have been separated from him and half this movie he is mourning the loss of mama. Um, I, I got to tell you, that that was a pretty, that was like, you know, Bambi losing his mama. Yeah. That was that was a tough moment. Uh, that, you know, I, I had no idea that happened in this movie until I watched it. That was a tearjerker. Um, beautifully animated and illustrated uh, moment. Um, super well written. And it really, anyone who's lost a parent, it really hits hard um but past that this movie was pretty straightforward the the kids they they argue they get separated they come back together they have to face the challenge of being pursued by the t-rex and then in true hollywood happy ending fashion they make it to the great valley and are reunited with their herds and it ushers in a whole new era because everyone learns from the kids that the herds can get along and intermingle and be one society. That's a pretty big message for a kid's animated movie. And this was only a 69-minute movie, little over an hour, um, and um, had some big themes of loss, community, family, and reconciliation and unification all in one hour. And um, 
The animation, though, was a little bit uneven. Um, there are some moments where it's gorgeous, where it's brilliant. The whole cataclysm scene, the fight with the T-Rex and the, the uh, mama long neck, gorgeous, brilliant. But then there were some other scenes where you could tell the animators had to cut some corners or rush it to be finished. But this was a huge hit, huge hit. As as noted, it spawned 14, well, 13 sequels and a an Saturday morning animated series. So that's the tale of the tape. That's my thoughts. Willow, go. Uh, well, okay. So this was one of my favorite animated uh, films uh, growing uh, as a kid. Um, it it was a tearjerker. Uh, definitely, I, I I enjoyed the theme of you know uh, pursuing your happiness with the you know, with a group that you belong with, and I just I. It was always just one of the, like, uh, along with uh, so many other films, it was, like, one of my comfort films as well. Um, I, I don't know. So, like, I love the art. Uh, the the voice acting is incredible in this as well. Um, just, and, like, certain certain things, uh, like the whole yep, 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 is stuck with me forever. <laughs> with, with Ducky. Ducky was my favorite of the characters. I loved I don't know if it's a him or a her, but I love Ducky, um, the eternal optimist. Um, Ducky was always positive about everyone and everything, and that was Ducky's catchphrase. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I think that was uh, the whole point of uh, uh, like uh, the way it was written was for the voice actress that did her voice, uh, Judith Vasari. Okay. Unfortunately, she had she was killed uh, by her father. Like, what I think in, in dream production of this film. What? Uh, yeah, there's a huge story. Um, her what? father killed her and her mom. What? So yeah, she she died at the age of ten. Oh my gosh! Well, for a ten year old, holy crap! That voiceover, her acting performance was amazing. I would have never have guessed that that was a 10 year old girl. Wow. No. That so sorry to bring down the, the mood of the, of this show, but no, uh, you were, you were saying we, I, I had to touch on that because yeah, Ducky was everybody's favorite. Well, um, a second favorite for me was Petrie um, <laughs> because Petrie had to become what he was already uh he 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 got to become who he was already, um, which is another huge theme of this movie. Continue, Willow. Sorry um, to interrupt. But uh, no, and there was just like I don't know. So, the, this movie was was very cute, and it wasn't until like ten years later, after this original film came out, that they started releasing all the sequels. Um, so yeah, I, I remember watching a few of them. Uh, I remember the second one uh, being very popular and then it just kind of trailed off after a while. Um, but yeah, it, they all had their own little morals uh, during each uh, uh, each movie. 
Now, now, and, Willow, did you did you ever watch the series? No, I didn't know there was a series until I started researching this yeah. this movie. So yeah, no, I, it wasn't something that I it, like. I, I think after the third film, I'm just like, okay, I'm done with these. <laughs> well, that makes sense. You know, as as you get older, the, the, you know, these weren't designed to grow up with you. Mm -hmm. um, they were to designed to meet you at a certain place in your in your youth, and um, they fulfill that purpose. And um, Aubrey, the themes in this movie are just so big, and surprising for a kids movie and tabby cat says if the themes are too big you put them in a kid's story um which <laughs> I, I think is a is a accurate comment for this movie so um aubrey your thoughts and go okay well my thoughts on land before time <laughs> completely changed mom mind you uh if we're still live um, in the camera area um, this right here is my homemade. Last night I made a tree star. Oh, a tree star! I love it. And it's 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 of course it's it's Christmas themed. Yay! <laughs> Tabitha, yay! Tabby, Tabby recognized it. So, if you look at it, it's the shape of the tree star. I had to actually buy something and tear it apart and put it together with tape in order to make this last night at like after one a.m. But he just carries it around like Littlefoot's like determined to turn it into a memory. So I got my tree star. Um, so, so it's not just a memory though, Willow. It is, it was a gift from his mother. And, yes, and, and that's what makes it a memory to him. That's why he holds on to it. That's why he lets Petrie guard it. Um, yeah. That's why it becomes kind of like a, a constant. Um, and it was actually a, a pinnacle um, moment, a primary moment in the story. If you've watched the movie where um, again, the original, the first one, when the tree star gets, well, spoiler, because we already know what happens at the end. But when the tree star gets no longer with the group, that is the moment when it's it's really kind of pushes the whole story into the kids have to do something themselves. Like they can't just wander around and fight. They can't just, you know, pick sides and, and go this way and that way and just survive. They needed to work together. Um, uh, I believe that each character has a, a, an important hierarchy and like if you want to anything could be turned into a, a larger scale thing but it's it's taking that classic trope of you know uh, death and then purpose and then the end of a story being finding that purpose is what this movie called on and like every Don Bluth movie there are some genius you know moments of music and art that make you just think, even, even if you don't, even if you're not really watching the movie, like you said, John, you'd never seen it, you know, for Willow and I, this is a revisit for you. This is, yeah. this is the first time thing. Um, I unfortunately did my study before I watched it again. So finding out about Judith, Judith, the actress was heart wrenching. It was, it was destroying for me. Um, I, I will never be able to hear Ducky's voice or, she also did the voice of the young girl in um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. So, ooh, just, ooh, okay? So if you've seen these, all right, just, just um, if we ever do All Dogs Go to Heaven, that is another very deep, gritty, dark movie. Um, Black Cauldron is another one. Uh, there's a lot of old school movies from this era that 
they call on this this darkness from humanity and like bring it to this child's story like tabitha and and and, and like tabby and, and you were saying um it's not just a kid's movie i don't believe ever that any of these movies were just kids movies they had too many things that was like okay we're gonna have a shout out to the parents to keep them involved you know so like all good novels they have action romance in in different ways you know or affection um and 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 then they have this this purpose and this drive um they don't ever seem vapid like there always seems to be something so much deeper that you can't really avoid the story touching you in some form or fashion and again to have that young lady um lose her life after such a moving performance um it, i will never ever be able to look at those movies the same way but i feel like they truly honor someone who had talent raw talent at a young age and we didn't miss it we were able to see a little bit of it so it, as much as some people might be like oh that's kind of morbid that they put the movie out after this young lady was murdered you know it, they might see see the, the 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 money they might see the production but honestly it would rob all of us if we never got to see ducky's performance if we never got to see that young lady um uh do her the only i mean what acting did you said willow that you saw that she did some acting she so she did what, do other stuff uh she appeared in uh in cheers uh and, okay. and cheers. some other okay. uh, tv shows as well um uh, her last film uh, that she did was All Dogs Go to Heaven, which was released after her death. She yeah. had a huge, she had a huge career um, spanning from 1984 until 1989 with All Dogs Go to Heaven. But she played young Carol on Growing Pains um, <laughs> okay. on, in three episodes or two episodes. Okay, um, so, so we know about that now. That's awesome. Yeah, she was in Jaws the Revenge. Um, she was on the Tracy Ullman show, The Love oh, Boat. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, Remington Steel, Punky Brewster. Oh, wow. Look yeah. At this. Okay, so Cagney this is, and Lacey. Yeah. This is a young lady that if if you like stories, you know, those Hollywood stories of people disappearing that are great talents, here you go. We've got Judith Barcy. Um, taking it up a notch, a little more positive, you know, we don't want to try to dwell on that, but that yeah. is a great moment for her. We have Gabriel Damon Lovasi, Lovisso, uh, I'm, I'm saying the wrong last name there. I, love, I can't say the last name. I'm so sorry. But the voice of Littlefoot, this young man knocked it out of the park. Okay. I, I can't remember a moment when I didn't feel like this young man felt what this child dinosaur was feeling like he was he was great he was i won't ever say that he wasn't and you know you already touched on it johnny um about the music james horner if you don't know who this person is i'm i'm just like i, I have so many notes on this person now i didn't even know i'm not gonna lie i barely knew who james horner was oh my um, gosh are you serious i'm he, i'm not kidding i'm not kidding after, i did not know how many things. yeah after, he, he said after everything after, after John Williams, James mm -hmm. Horner is the most prolific movie score composer in it's, Hollywood. It's, it's amazing how many, okay, so so 80s, 90s babies, okay, and late 70s also. Um, if you love the movies and the shows of our time, look up James Horner. He's got everything in his bag. 
from Grinch. He did pretty much everything in the 80s. and Right? To yeah. Cocoon, to Apollo, to Willow, Rocketeer, Casper, uh, Braveheart, Titanic, Aliens. I mean, oh, so many Star Trek movies. Star Trek. Trekkies. If you, I mean, you want to think of a big, just beautiful piece of music. This guy, this, oh my gosh, this guy, I am a huge fan now. Huge fan. Pretty much any um, movie that Ron Howard did. <laughs> he was able, it, so many movies that, that I'm watching going back in my head. You know, we're back. Another dinosaur movie. If you like dinosaur movies, dinosaur cartoons, we're back is another dinosaur movie. Um, and I will say that he did that also. Like James Warner, very prolific when it came to these beautiful scores. How many of us didn't realize that when our heart was being tugged at, during this film or that film it was this guy behind it like creating this 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 extreme I magic i didn't know this so you know new to me um i will say as a wrap-up that this this is one of my favorite movies from when i was real little but it also was the tearjerker that i avoided i'm not gonna lie like there was so many moving moments in this story that made as a kid, especially latchkey kids, kids of broken homes, kids who were adopted, you know, for a lot of us, there was like this, this feeling of we wanted to belong, we wanted to find our tree star, you know, we, we wanted to connect with other kids. Um, and for some of us, it was it was really hard when we were growing up. Um, some of us didn't have as many friends and, and these kind of movies you know, gave this like outreach to children to be like, yeah, just because, you know, you might not have hung out with this kid. You, why not? Why not? We're, we're well, all weirdos in different ways. You well, know? well <laughs> it, it goes, it goes beyond that, Aubrey. It goes beyond just friendship to family. Mm -hmm. And I would think for, especially like you, Willow, who grew up in foster care, this whole film is about creating a family from disparate parts and becoming a cohesive group. Now, I don't know if that ever happened to you, but I've got to think for a lot of kids. I, I who, mean, I'm with you guys. I've been with you guys for what, two years now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've got to think for, for kids who, you know, come from, who are adopted or who are part of foster homes, who really forge real community and be, create a new family that this movie had to speak to them in a big, big way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have that experience, but I can recognize that because I'm one of those people. I, um, I've never really had a tribe. Um, you know, I'm, I'm what they call in social circles, a floater, which means that I have friends who are in every kind of social group, every hierarchy, but I'm not really a part of any of them. Um, and, and so th that spoke to me a lot. Um, I'm a, I'm a lot like Petrie. Um, you know, I, I relate to him a lot, you know, trying to find his wings and, um, becoming who he always knew he was. I love that theme in movies where a character becomes what they already are, but they have yeah. to find their way there. Um, so, so that's, that's a, a theme for me that I really resonate with. I noticed something with uh don bluth movie movies though he really likes bat characters <laughs> that yeah. is like yeah because like uh anastasia uh fern gully uh well he didn't he didn't do fern gully he didn't do fern gully fern gully oh, was, okay, uh, that's true that's yeah. true that's okay. true but Scratch a lot that, of, but... Yeah, no, but a lot of 
even before we did Fern Gully last week, I thought it was a Don Bluth movie. So mm-hmm. a lot of people assume that um, until you, you know, do the, the background. Highly inspired by. <laughs> I, 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 that That is definitely fair. And we, we said that last week that, um, you know, they were definitely trying to capture the Disney slash Don Bluth formula and magic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Aubrey, before I go to viewer comments, do you have any other uh, thoughts, notes on this movie? No, I a lot. Yes, we did. Um, I would say that uh, it was interesting that Don Bluth worked on the storyboard and production design in this. Um, that was on the record. Um, but also, uh, if you like music, you don't have to, you know, just watch the movie. This has a really good soundtrack for a kid's movie. Again, another thing that is kind of hard to find here and there. I wouldn't say the other movies, but the first one, we've got Diana Ross singing we hold on together so come on guys just check it out even if you don't love cartoons you might like this one well so and and it is only 69 minutes so Mm -hmm. it is a super short and that that's what amazed me about this was i i saw the time stamp on it when i brought it up on amazon prime i was like 69 minutes that can't be right um and and sure enough it was just a little over an hour and they packed so much into that hour. Um, I mean, it is it is so full of story and it gives you kind of some perspective mm-hmm. at how much fluff is in modern movies today. Because oh, yeah. th- this movie told the story it needed to tell in the time that it needed to tell it. No more, no less. It left nothing out. You You had no questions about who these characters were, why they were there. You had no question about what their motivation was. And mm-hmm. at the end, there was no question about the journey that they had gone through and the character arcs that they had experienced. It was, in that regards, it was maybe a perfect story. Now, is this a perfect movie? No, because the animation wasn't consistent all the way through. If the animation had been consistent like The Secret of Nim or um, the next uh, movie on our list that we're going to talk about, this might rank up there as a perfect movie. However, it is a, I think it is a perfect story. I really do. It is a perfect story. And um, let's go to some uh, audience comments. Cartoon Commotion says, Johnny, I'm so glad you're catching up on the greats that you missed out while you were busy growing up. Cause this movie was an instant historical gem. Yeah. As uh, he was a huge cultural success, this movie and as evidenced by 13 spinoff movies and an animated series and uh cartoon commotion says homeward bound, but also dinosaurs. Yes. I love dinosaurs. homeward bound by the way. Dinosaurs. Oh. Cartoon commotion says tale of the tape. Phenomenal line. I like that a lot. You're welcome. Um, Tabby Cat says, oh, we we said this, but let's revisit. If the themes are too big, put them in a kid's story. And that was kind of the trademark of Don Bluth Studios, but not just him. Spielberg and Lucas did the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Think that was a, the theme. Think, think about uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 18-year-old kid leaving home, going across the galaxy to f- go one-on-one, face-to-face with the ultimate power in the universe that's a big theme um how uh, to give children childhood trauma put it in a kid's movie (laughs) well 
So E.T. E, e. Um, oh, I mean, one talk of my about, favorite movies. One of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, my God. Talk, I'm gonna, talk I'm about, gonna talk big, about big themes. That's a Spielberg movie, big themes. So this is not unusual for Bluth, Lucas, or Spielberg to do these big, almost adult themes, but geared for younger audiences. And Tabby Cat says, only the first movie had the impact. The rest... We're not nearly as good. I, I I would agree, but you know, nonetheless, they were a continuation of the story. Yeah, they were. And Tabby Cat says it's okay, Willow. This movie is quite dark already. Talking about <laughs> uh, the and I just read the story about uh, little Barcy, um, Judith yeah. was that her name? Yeah. Heartbreaking, crazy. It is. It is. You it guys is. go it's read that. Go go read about it for yourself. We're not going to get into it. We don't want to bring down no, the room, but yeah. um, but it it would be a good topic for you know maybe an episode of After Dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would be yeah. willing to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Cartoon Commotion says it's true, Tabitha. In retrospect, the original movie had most story of all of them. I didn't even know it had a series. I didn't know that either until doing the research for this, Cade. I remember watching many of the movies. And um, Tabby Cat says, a cartoon commotion. I only watched the first four movies all the way through. I've seen parts of most of the rest because I had kids. But yes, the rest were very lighthearted for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, Zentron says, unfortunately, after the second movie, they were of such lesser quality, even amongst kids, they didn't do really well. Yeah. Um, and Tabby cat says, yes, do, do all dogs go to heaven. Mm -hmm. um, that we will, that will, well, that'll be on the next slate. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about that in a minute. And uh, cartoon commode. Oh, uh, Zentron says, Basil Polidorus was an amazing movie music composer. I'll have to check that out. I don't know. Basil. Um, Cartoon Commotion, we're all weirdos in different ways. Definitely. Aubrey, December 2023. <laughs> and, um, oh, look here. Ryan Permisson is here. Hey, you guys. Hey. The great derailer is here. Cartoon Commotion says, excellent insights on the morals of this movie and the character growth. Makes me want to do a rewatch tonight. I think I will for sure. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised, um, Cade, at how how much I, I it's again nine 69 minutes and the character arcs even even spike who had no lines um <laughs> he rises what? he he's he's like um I, I can't even describe what character i would describe him or assign him to but he is the silent hero he's the silent strong type who is always there to support his friends and um did she say ducky's name though uh, no or, oh, no i'm thinking I, about a different movie i'm sorry yeah, he didn't he didn't say a word not in this movie in this movie he didn't speak at all okay uh, yeah, i must be thinking movie. about the second film i'm sorry and and Tabby says they didn't draw out unnecessarily. Yes, there was no fluff in this movie, which helped make it so great. And uh, Cartoon Commotion says, "Hey man, trauma trauma teaches. Trauma hits us with the strongest messages, and they have the most impact." Am I right? Ooh yeah. Um. So Ryan Permission wants to know what's the next movie in this series. Oh. And 
I think Aubrey knows. Willow doesn't know yet. But we the have one more. Mermaid. Yeah, we're gonna do the Little Mermaid next week. Ooh. Um, my my all time favorite animated movie. Um, it's the what? movie that. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold. No, wait a second. You love kaiju movies. You like the Phantom, Johnny. I pay attention a little bit. Your favorite animated movie of all time is Disney's Little Mermaid. Oh yeah. And we'll talk about it next week. You, you'll you'll get more. So there's the <laughs> teaser, and then and then and then we are going to take a break for Christmas, and we'll be back in January. So um, miss but, you guys um, though. Yeah, there will be additional content coming out during those weeks. But for the live show, we're gonna take a break for Christmas. As humans, says Tabby, we make art out of our trauma. So oh, you guys, goodness we do. Thank goodness we do. You guys remember <laughs> last week I shared with you that I took a, a stand-up comedy workshop led by Robin Williams. Oh. And um, that is one of the uh, primary precepts of good comedy. All good comedy is born out of tragedy and trauma. Ooh, so that's, that's why that's, that's... Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, that's why I was never good at it. Because I, I really, I never had a lot of tragedy growing. I didn't have a lot of trauma. I've talked about that before. My, my childhood in my memory was golden. But um, oh. so that's, that's why I was not good at stand-up comedy um, and gave it up. But um, Zentron says. Uh, it's supposed oh, to say Basil. Basil Polydorus did Conan the Barbarian, RoboCop, Starship Troopers. Oh, my God. Right? I love that movie. Hunt for Red October, etc. Okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Great stuff, great stuff. And Ryan Permissive says the Little Mermaid kissed the girl under the sea. Yes. And Cartoon Commotion says nice line, Tabitha. And um, now they're having their own little chat. Um, so, so uh, that's kind of our thoughts uh, on the Land Before Time. Um, I, I thought it was you know, an outstanding piece of pop culture. I thought the, the story elements were just spot on and the hero's journey of all five of these characters was, um, yeah, uh, uh, kind of surprising, the, the quality of the story. If you do not cry at this film, there's something broken inside you. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You need more of a hug than anybody else. If you don't, don't feel a little bit sad, just a little bit. These are great actors, great music scores. Totally worth the watch if you, even if you don't like cartoons. It's totally worth the watch. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I just got a little chill just then doing that. Um, you know what? I never do this, but now that we've had this conversation, I might go watch this again. I just might put it on again today. Um, anyway, honor a little Judah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Thank you to knowing all the great that. artists, especially this time of year. We all get a little sad. We all are artists here in different ways on the screen. So from us to you, the artists out there, we say, Keep your chin up. We know it's a tough time of year, but we're here with you too. Now, for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast, you've heard us reference um, audience comments. Um, yes, we have a live video 
stream show every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And you can see more than what you've just heard. You've heard us review The Land Before Time, but if you watch the live stream or even watch it on replay on YouTube or Facebook, you can see us, you know, taste testing cereal and pulling prizes out of the cereal box and really celebrating the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth. And, and we'll say hi uh, to you too. That's right. And you can be a part of the show, be a part of the cast in the virtual rec room, in the chat, like Jamie Hill, who is a professional voiceover actress. She was in the movie Skin of Um, Love your show. Love you, Jamie. I'm so glad you were with us this morning. And um, so anyway, that's our show this morning. That's our show this week. Um, if you want to see what we've been talking about, if you want to see the full show, including the pre-show, join us live on YouTube or Facebook. And if you love our show and you are so inclined, become a patron at patreon.com slash cereal box podcast. Not only do you support the show, but you get some great exclusives like back issue breakfast club, like Wednesday night bites, which is going to be an exclusive live stream on Wednesday nights. And, uh, you get other, uh, Patreon firsts exclusives <laughs> that you won't get anywhere else. Um, so become a patron at patreon.com slash cereal box podcast. It helps us keep the lights on. And if you hate the show, become a patron and contribute even bigger. Give more. So Give we can get better. 50. Yeah. So we can get better just for you. Um, all right. Well, Willow, where can people find, follow and support you this week? You can find me all over social media. Uh, Gotta stop calling myself the social media socialite because that's really not true anymore. But <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and YouTube. You 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 are a little bit of um, the social media um, curmudgeon these days. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get better, but you know, with Threads and all the other ones that keep popping up, I just it, there there's a jumping off point. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aubrey, what about you? You can find me most of the time, almost every day on Instagram and Facebook also. Awesome. And uh, of course, follow the show at back of the cereal box dot fun. That is back of the cereal box dot fun. And uh, you can tune in to all of the other great shows right at that website, like cartoon commotion on the cereal box network like the ice cream queens cosplay yeah. cafe the gilmore sisters and fanatic forum Ooh, yeah check them all out and of course we have to recognize our sponsor comic books for kids comic books for kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the u.s it's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book 100 percent of all proceeds go towards the kids it's about making a difference and while they're in the hospital allowing them to fly like a superhero battle dragons or rescue teddy bears we are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. 
All right. We love comic books for kids. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, that is our show this week. Go find your uh, tree star. Go find your tribe and become what you were meant to be. And until the next time, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Have a good day. Bye.